Greetings, how y'all doing? I am doing well. Here we are, more Ask for What You Want, and this is the second episode. And if you've been following my podcasts as far as my deal with it and journey of attachment, thanks for tuning into this one. So this one was specifically made for women because women have, I believe, certain things that need to take place for empowerment, right? To ask for more of what you want instead of not in waiting for permission. So today, episode two is my working title of the voodoo of being called selfish and then flipping it. So the idea is, of course, you don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be selfish. You need someone to say it's okay. We tend to have childhood memories of that cringe moment of being called selfish. And it keeps most women women from asking for more. We don't ask for more. So, yep, I know in my own story, I can hear it like it was yesterday. Over and over, I was told I was selfish. And why couldn't I be more like the girl down the street or my brother or basically anyone in the world? All I ever do is think about myself. This actually caused me to be extremely sensitive to being perceived as selfish. I overcompensated like no one's business. I would find myself being so afraid of being called that word that I would always do for others before myself. If I even did for me, by the way. Like I was supposed to get pleasure from cleaning up after everybody or cooking for everybody. And I love to cook at at least when it's not something I have to do. When it's something I want to do, of course, there's a joy in it, right? But I was supposed to get all the feelings of reward and everything that could possibly feel good to me through service to others. Because if I was to be selfish, ooh, wow, that was really scary. So it caused a huge, huge, huge separation between me and myself. I did not know how to do things in terms of even handling it if I was to feel special, meaning if somebody were to say I was special or even trying to do things where I could be special, I wouldn't want to be in the limelight because I would be being selfish by hogging it, right? So same thing with, oh, a promotion. Maybe I can sabotage it because the thing I always looked at was, oh, people must be conspiring against me if they think that I'm getting special treatment or I'm somehow not worth it. So of course I was a perfectionist trying to do everything perfectly. And it's obviously been an issue because I needed everybody else to feel okay about whatever good would come my way. Otherwise I felt like I was selfish. Like I wasn't sharing, like I needed to share. I mean, the list goes on in the mental torture that I put myself through. So asking for more of anything, anywhere, felt like I was lazy and worthless. And I had to give you everything, the shirt off my back, before I should be focused on me. And yet I didn't, again, I was so uncomfortable with focusing on me. It was just the most uncomfortable thing. So anytime I'd hear that, oh, you got to give yourself attention. Oh, what? What does that even mean? I preferred to be under the radar so no one could accuse me of being selfish. It was just such a buzzword to me that literally somebody was pushing a buzzer and it was an electric shock going through me. I remember a few years ago, God, I think it's been five years now. Anyways, time flies. Uh, when I decided that I wanted to lease this car, my accountant said, you need to go lease a car. I said, okay. And I had had my car 
the one at that point for 10 years. And I had a huge fear of it because I had gone through bankruptcy and I'd gone through uh, long term not having any work or even when I was first starting my business, I really was lucky to be able to hold on to that car. So I had a fear of a car payment, but on top of it, I felt like, okay, on the one hand, I'm going to treat myself and go get a luxury brand and something I really want to drive. If I got to have a car payment, I may as well have something I like. And yet there was this little feeling inside of me, like, am I being selfish? Should I be doing something else with this money? What am I thinking? And what's funny is I was able to get such a good deal on it that it was actually less than the car payment I had for the car that I had for those 10 years. Yeah. See how I had to justify it though? That's what I did. Oh, well, look at it. It's cheaper than this was when I bought it. Yeah, this is what I did to myself because I couldn't just enjoy it, even though I did for the most part, like there were moments where I was like, oh, this is great. But did I think I was a princess? And it was a challenge. But event <laughs> eventually, as in two and a half years later, because it was a lease, I had another opportunity to go to the dealership and get another car. And this time I got a nicer, more expensive model. And this time I did not struggle with, and I'm like, I deserve it. And if you think I'm selfish, if you think I'm over the top, if you think anything, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's good with me. I am happy that every time I get in this car, I have seats that massage me. Yeah, that's saying a lot for somebody who literally at one point in her life was asking people for money for food. Okay, so the struggle with the selfish label has kept me not as a team player, but it put me on the bench where I had to help all the other players. Know what I mean? It doesn't make you part of the team. You're trying to be the team or you're trying to make sure everybody else is okay. Did you get enough to eat? Did you get enough sleep or whatever? Like they need to be okay. So then you're okay. So many of us women, we do this and sure, we'll say I can help you. I can rescue you. I can do whatever is called of me and go way over, way over the top and beyond because I don't feel like I deserve to breathe unless I'm wasting my energy in a pursuit that inside of me is meaningless, okay? But on the outside, I look like I'm at least being the least selfish person in the room. You know, if I do these things, it feels like crap inside, but hey, at least I look good. So is this a problem? Hmm. Or I should say maybe problems. Yes, here's a statistic. 80% of women surveyed admitted that doing something for themselves, you know, whether it's enjoying a hobby, taking a walk, eating something you want, uh, you name it, going and spending time working out, yoga, meditating, whatever it happens to be. I'm talking simple things. I'm not even talking the hard work of actually changing how you feel, okay? I'm talking about giving yourself attention. So anyways, 80% of these women doing something that would make them feel relaxed and refreshed. And <laughs> in this wonderful survey, they said that women spent 30 minutes or fewer a day during doing any kind of nurturing activity just for themselves. That's 80% of women in a survey. In contrast, okay, a full 76% of American women spend up to 10 hours daily caring for their partners, husbands, and or children. And one in five, which is 19% of the women that were surveyed, or not surveyed, I guess, yeah, the American women spend more than 10 hours a day caring for other people. Mm. 
Selfish anyone? Nope, not in that group. So most of us don't realize this, at least I didn't. And if it sounds like a good idea or something you feel you must save up brownie points for, then you're not taking care of yourself. You must never ask for more of anything when you've been having this drilled into your head. Nope, I can't ask for more. I can't ask for more. Nope, I'm selfish. I should just take what I have. That's my share. I don't want any more than that. If I take more than that, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. It's the same relationship a lot of us have to money. Oh, money is bad. Money is a source of all evil. Well, when you have these negative beliefs like this, it's really hard to actually have more for yourself and enjoy it or feel fulfilled by it. So you're already treating yourself as though you deserve less. And maybe you get to a point where you're so resentful and you're blaming others that you demand things, right? This is why it's a problem because you're not feeling okay inside. If you're feeling okay inside, then this podcast isn't for you, but it's for people who are going, you know what? I can't be selfish and I want to be selfish, but I have such a stigma about being selfish that you get angry you're building resentment all the time because you're doing things and not taking care of yourself. And the funny thing is, so you go off into this whole blaming others, then you demand things. And let's say that it's given to you. Then you might feel guilty because you demanded it, or you might even feel shame that you had to go to that length. None of us want to be a Karen. <laughs> I laugh because I feel sorry for people that are actually named Karen. It has nothing to do with that. It's just this moniker that People have come up with as an insult of the woman who yells at the manager at the store, the fast food place or whatever, or now yells at people because, you know, they're wearing a mask or whatever. You know, you see these videos on social media. Anyway, in case you hadn't, that's where the Karen comes from. So anyways, none of us want to be that person, right? We all cringe when we watch. We're like, oh my God, I can't do that. But we go there when we've had enough. On some level, all those women had enough of something. So maybe it's that, we bitch, we complain, we'll make a spectacle like that, and we do it because we're so damn uncomfortable with ourselves that we get tired of taking it, and then we implode because we are not taking care of ourselves. So selfishness is not the problem here, just in case you're wondering about that. It's your relationship to it. Mm -hmm. We tend to not see things clearly, we just react. We may be buying something or asking for something, and then we'll maybe even ask a friend or a parent, hey, was it okay that I asked for that? Am I being selfish? Oh, we're so worried. We need someone else to give us permission. Oh, you think it's great too? Awesome. Okay, I can go do that then. I can have that then. <laughs> I mean, think about that. How often have you done that? I've done that. So I'm just kind of laughing because I know women do this. So being perceived as selfish is hard for women who want to leave a relationship, but they feel they owe it to their kids or their mate. It doesn't even matter if you have kids. Whoever it is, your dog, seriously, oh, what's going to happen to the dog if I get out of this relationship? What's going to happen, right? Oh, my parents are going to be so disappointed. Oh my God, you can't get out of that prison of other people when you're focused on that. I will be bad and selfish if I leave. My feelings are not that important. I cannot have my feelings be that important that I would disrupt everybody's life. It is so much better that I stay miserable. That's what we do. We continually have an excuse for what we do. So we avoid being selfish because that is just the worst word in the world. Call me a bitch, but don't call me selfish. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it's really at that level. If you're not doing anything for others, well-being, 
and resenting it, that tells you you're not being selfish. You're sacrificing yourself and you think you're doing the right thing. And I guarantee who you're trying to protect, save or show the perfect life to is instead picking up, not on the right thing to do is to be happy. You're not showing like if it's your kids, you're not showing them how to be happy. You're showing them how to sacrifice yourself and be miserable. That's what you're showing them. So yes, that's the problem. You're not fooling anyone. All right, let's hear that wake up statement. Wake up. If you fear being selfish, you will always feel like you do right now. Yep. And if you don't feel good right now, you're always going to feel that way until you can take some for yourself. Some just because you breathe, not because you worked your ass off. So what's the solution? Well, it's hard for women working your ass off to show the world your mother Teresa will not win you fulfillment or awards. It may keep others from thinking negative things or does it? No, you have no idea what people actually think of you. They may judge you and smile at you at the same time without you even knowing. So the first thing to do is to stop personalizing other people. Stop taking them personally. What they do is not because of you, it's because of themselves and we're all doing what we think is best. So if you personalize someone, what I want you to do is sit down, close your eyes, feel your feelings. What story are you telling yourself? You're telling yourself something. Oh my God, they're doing this because of me. I'm the one who did this. I'm the bad person. Just more reasons to not take care of yourself and not be selfish. Seriously, we have set up these stories because we're so afraid we're going to be abandoned. We're going to be left alone. Nobody's going to want us. We're without value. And until you start feeling the feelings inside of you and recognize that this person inside of you actually matters, her feelings matter, she matters. Okay? Not just as how she takes care of the rest of the world, but that she breathes and she's alive. And so you want to feel those feelings and not let the shame or guilt or pain be avoided. You want to be able to be friends with that by allowing those to come up and feel them. If you want to learn more about how to feel your feelings and all that, you can look at my other podcast, either Journey of Attachment well, it's under the Deal With It podcast. Just look up Tracy Crossley Deal With It podcast and then look up how to feel your feelings. I have all sorts of things out there about that. So the other thing you can do is you can stop doing one thing for others that you do and you do not want to do, but are afraid to stop because you're afraid of being called selfish. So you got to go again with your feelings. How does it feel to stop? Wow. Oh man, I feel kind of cringy. Wow, I'm scared. Oh, I can feel the fear. My stomach hurts. I'm nauseous. Feel those feelings, even if it's uncomfortable. Eventually, it will not be uncomfortable. But stick with those feelings till you get to the other side and take that action. And when you do, as scary as it is, you're changing things. Remember, any kind of inertia you feel is just the patterns inside of you doing what they're used to doing, which is keeping you the same. Okay? The other thing you can do is start to do one thing a week for you. Oh, oh my God, right? I mean, some of us do. Some of us work out every day, what have, you know, something like that. But even for some of us, it's like, yeah, I don't really like working out. I don't really enjoy it, but I got to do it. So that might not be your thing. Maybe it's to set the time aside to feel your fear and do the thing while feeling your fear. I'm all about, you can't get rid of fear by trying to shove it away. You get rid of fear by feeling it and taking action anyway. It's like you take it out of the driver's seat and you put it in the passenger seat and you go do whatever you're going to go do. So it's something for you. That's what you want to do. Okay. 
What else? Let's see. Something you have always wanted to ask for, but maybe you've held back waiting for permission from somebody. How about you take a step toward what it is you want by not waiting anymore and doing it? The longer you wait, the more resentful you get. Stop waiting and take a step. Be assured that if you believe in what you're doing, people, even if they question you, it isn't going to matter. But most people stop questioning you when you actually do what you want to do. It's when you're insecure about it and you're like, oh God, I don't know if I should do this. And then you just go, you know what? I'm afraid. This is scary. I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to be scared while I do it. And you know what? It is the magic of release that happens with that. So you want to learn to deal with your feelings of not getting validation by doing something for yourself that you've been waiting for, or you might even disappoint somebody, but you want to get what you want. And even though that's the goal, I want you to look at how you resist having what you want. Mm Hmm. All right. So the wake up statement again, if you fear being selfish, you will always feel like you do right now. You have a right to empowerment. Yes, you do. You have the right to empowerment. If you are not living your life full out, who is, who's living your life? You cannot keep waiting for the elusive time to be right, or you can start right now for what you want. Do something. And if no one else is giving it to you, then you give it to yourself. Yes, you can. In caps, by the way, put caps on that. (laughs) All right. So wrapping this up, thank you for listening to my first couple episodes of this podcast. I'll be back with more. And as I said last time, I will include guests from time to time talking about all the things for women who need to learn to ask for more because they deserve it because they breathe. Your voice needs to be heard, not as a complaint, but as wisdom. So, hey, you can find me anywhere on social media. Just pop in T-R-A-C-Y-C-R-O-S-S-L-E-Y. And guess what? You will find me. And that's on any of the social media platforms. If you have questions, you can send them to podcast at tracycrossley.com. If you want to talk to me about what it's like to work with me, you can also send an email to happiness at tracycrossley.com. All right, you guys take care. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.